going on? Hey! It's your freaking mook. We're back. We're back at it. We had a very fucking special spooktacular tonight. Oh, so you said it. You did the spooktacular. Yeah. We were trying to we were trying to figure it out. I was I was saying maybe we say mooktacular, but it didn't really make sense. But the the fucking crux of the matter is we're finally talking about something fucking paranormal. There you go. My favorite shit. Billy's favorite shit. I mean, I Besides love... Besides Halloween. I love all... Yeah, whatever. I mean, like, compared to, like, fucking true, full-on fucking ghost shit, this is, this is my all-time favorite stuff. And I've been really trying to fucking push this through for a while. We're, some some kind of paranormal stuff. Yeah, we're doing it. Um... I don't know. Are you, you're not quite as into paranormal stuff as I am, Rob. Well, I've seen a lot of ghosts. You did, and that's that's the real problem. <laughs> that's that, the problem. That's the that's the issue that you like to rub into my face at every fucking every opportunity you get. Uh, well, here's here's the deal. I I actually just remembered that I have had I have seen one kind of you know weird thing, but I want it so bad that I never fucking see it. Mm-hmm. Um, my fucking mustachioed husband over here, not so much. Doesn't want to see it. Fucking sees see shit all the time. I right? see shit all the time. I think that's because I'm incredibly perceptive. This. Yes, he's a he's a sensitive. <laughs> he's an Inuit. I'm an Inuit. It's an intuitive. But I was just having some no, fun. I'm pretty sure that's an Eskimo. Yeah, an Inuit is an Eskimo. Yeah, but you're not that. No, I'm not. I'm from the Midwest. Um. Anyway, we're we're gonna talk about this very fucking great case. It's one of my favorite favorite fucking haunting stories of all time, and I like a lot of it. I like the ones that have been debunked. I love I love the whole fucking genre. And I'm kind of you know surprised that um. I didn't really know anything about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard things about like the things that went down, but like I didn't know what this case was. Yeah, I hadn't heard so of this case. And the thing is, it's actually very, very, very famous. Super famous. And I books, movies, like all, all the whole deal. But yeah. it's kind of faded into obscurity. So what we are talking about today is is a case known as the Entity case, mm-hmm. or the Doris Bither Bither. I don't know. Either. I don't know either. I don't really know how it's pronounced. She's called something else in the movie. She, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. It's, should we say bither? Let's just let's just settle on something. I like to say bither. Okay, Doris Bither, um, and it is one of the most well documented documented and observed hauntings, and it was studied by professional parapsychologists. As we said, it was made into a book and a movie, um, starring Barbara Hershey. Playing the oh from the from the famous chocolate family family. <laughs> she was the uh, she was the wind beneath a uh, fucking other homegirl's uh, chick's wings. You uh, know that one. Haven't seen that one either. No, no, haven't seen the no. entity. Haven't seen that one. All right. Um, We're so off to a great start. Fucking perfect. Just what our listeners have grown to <laughs> fucking expect from us. Uh, so shit. I first heard about this story um, from my friend Selenia. Um, she had lent me a copy of her mother's book from the 70s. And she had said, like, don't fucking lose this book. Like, you don't understand. This This is, like, the shit right here. Uh-huh. And she was kind of... She knew I was into this kind of stuff. And it was just, like, the most sort of juicy fucking, like, 70s, like, uh, fucking, you know, paranormal ghost book. 
Um, and it was based on, you know, actual events, actually true documented fucking events. But like all of the books, like the Amityville Horror, like all those other ones at the time, it went fucking crazy. He, he sort of took it into this kind of sexy, pulp, sci-fi kind of territory. Mm-hmm. And um, this, the time that it came out, I think the book was written in 78. And this was right around when, like, as I said, Amityville Horror, The Exorcist had come out. The Exorcist basically came out and, like, opened the floodgates, not only for people to fucking, uh, you know, make a bunch of money from movies and stuff, but for hoaxes to come out and fucking try to get a piece of this pie. It was like everybody was fucking... It was a cultural phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And I think, I I could be wrong, but, like, didn't somebody die when they were making that movie and shit? And it was like... Very, in the exorcist yeah 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 and, and like the poltergeist thing a little later like there's a lot of kind of like movie deaths and like fucking weird so shit people were getting on. very into it uh-huh and then this thing comes into out it. so it was basically like um it was perfect like 70s mom reading you know right. it's juicy and like the other books that were really popular around that time was that sybil like the multi uh mm-hmm. personality disorder stuff yeah and this fits so perfectly in that territory so to me, it's one of the most crazy and exciting, like modern hurting, modern hauntings I've ever heard about. And the thing that's kind of cool about it for us is it happened right here in sunny Culver City. Culver City, California, slightly west side. Uh, it's a pain in my ass when I work there to get <laughs> home. Yeah. Um, and the the house, the actual house, is still there. I think it's probably being changed considerably. But, you know, people, if you, you look it up right now, you Google this case, people, there's like Yelp reviews of like people outside of the house and like driving past and taking photos of yeah, them and stuff. It's I bet. like, it's a real, you know, fan thing. Um, but the story is, uh, is pretty fucking insane. It's nuts. Um, it is full of hardcore ghost rape. Ghost rape. Ghost rape. Mm-hmm. Or uh, spectrophilia. As it's uh, called in... Oh, it has an actual name. Parapsychology. Spectrophilia. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's not that kind of sexy sort of uh, Dan Aykroyd and Ghostbusters, like getting seduced by the fucking uh, uh-huh. succubus, you know? It's like fucking gnarly, like gangbang, ghost rape. Gangbang and ghosts. Yeah, it's, it's full on. And they, they plagued this poor woman for months. Like she was fucking tormented by these things. So let's get, let's get right into it. So, uh, like I said before, this case is unique in that Doris wasn't a religious woman. So she didn't go to the church. She didn't know like where to go for help. And this case is kind of new. It's unique because there were quite like esteemed representatives of the scientific community involved in this. Right. So um, it's not like priests and like evangelists. Exactly. It's not doing, like it's, it's, got out of this house and like the power of Christ compels you. Yeah, and they're like like splashing fucking holy, holy water. water and yeah, and like any of the they didn't really have any of the kind of Ed and Lorraine Warren like demon hunters like come. It was like Oh, it was actually like the parapsychology department of UCLA. And what and what is parapsychology? Parapsychology is the study of all fucking things like 
unknown like all of the fucking weird shit like ghosts and fucking you know like uh and they have a department for that at ucla they did they used to oh and see this is this is another thing i I like to tell there's actually a lot of parallels um to this case with uh the excellent movie uh ghostbusters uh we got a certified ghostbuster in the room i actually am guys uh billy's mom had the bumper sticker on her car in australia yeah actually she wouldn't let me put the ectoplasm sticker on the bumper but oh that was the thing she wouldn't let you put it on the car she wouldn't let me put it on there but you had this but i I, you were part of the fan club i still have my fucking i'm a certified ghostbuster yeah because you have the sticker from the fan club no i have the fucking certificate that certificates me as a fucking Ghostbuster. Oh, so they gave you a certificate and a sticker? Yeah. Yeah, and like buttons and shit. And really? Yeah, it was pretty fucking, it was pretty cool. How did you become a part of this esteemed club? I've sent a coupon from a magazine away. <laughs> was it Mad Magazine? No, it was, um, I can't remember what magazine. I sent a coupon away and I've saved up my allowance and I got, made my mom get a money order in the fucking 80s. And send it to America, and then I got my fucking shit back. And I'm you, certified. You became certified. I'm a certified Ghostbuster. Wow. So the thing is, is this was, yeah, this was like a real department at UCLA. That This was like funded, and okay, sure, the old stinky fucking curmudgeons of the fucking university probably were always like wanting to fucking pull the th- funding away and yeah. all that kind of shit. They're like, like we're spending millions of dollars on ghosts. You can see it all. But it was like, a, it was a serious fucking, serious fucking deal. So it's like, yeah, it's very much like Ghostbusters in the beginning when they're there and they're fucking doing the, the telekinesis with the, with the Oh, that subjects. weird machine? And they're like shocking the people and doing all the stuff and then uh-huh. they get fucking kicked out of the university. It's a very similar... Maybe they got some of that from this. Maybe. Because when did that movie come out? Uh, like, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to Google it. I'm guessing 84... Billy, so Billy does a lot of research for these, and then what I do is I stump her with shit that has absolutely nothing to do with yeah. the story, yeah, and then I go, "What you didn't you didn't do your research? Yeah, you didn't research that? Yeah, and when he, did and Ghostbusters what, come out? He does no fucking research. I, I listen. I work hard. Yeah, I'm not saying you work hard, but like we're talking about the. Oh, not on this. Yeah, no. it's specifically about the podcast. Oh no, Somebody's I don't work hard. Somebody's gonna fucking do something. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they they were maligned by the university, sure, um, but they were they were pretty much as legit as they could be. You know what I mean? They got a university behind them. They're fucking. Oh, they don't. They got UCLA Bruins behind them. They're fucking yeah. They're Bruin Bruin power, man. They're fucking. (laughs) Can we say that? I don't know. I don't know. know. That might be culturally inappropriate. Um. So yeah, the the department is now gone, which is such a bummer. This is like. Actually, would be my fucking dream job. Oh, this is this is your dream job to to be a fucking parapsychologist, like yeah. at a university. And yeah. oh my god, it'd be so good, man. Anyway, um, water under the bridge, Billy. You gotta yeah, move on. It's we gotta true. Li- we gotta live in in the here and now. So the other thing that was kind of crazy about this particular case is that there were fucking tons of witnesses, yeah. like. You know, usually in these cases, they'll send a couple of guys, they'll, you know, fucking check it out or whatever, but it's like, not everybody sees the shit. They had like 20 or 30 people seeing all of this shit. In the room, in at the, the room. same time, mm-hmm. seeing the same yeah. apparitions and crazy shit. And they, they actually did manage to take like several sort of unexplained pieces of photographic evidence. Yep. It was very much where like science meets like fucking the paranormal. 
It's pretty fucking cool territory. It's cool if you're into that. But this whole case was kind of led by this guy called Barry Taff, Mm -hmm. uh, a parapsychologist. And because he's so entwined in the case, I just wanted to just talk a little bit about his background and how, how a guy like gets to be in the US UCLA fucking parapsychology unit. Right. So Barry Taff, and he's kind of a charismatic guy. We watched the we watched uh, that documentary the oh, other yeah. night. Let me tell you something. I'm a pretty fucking good judge of character, and I will say that uh, the way this guy carries himself and the way that he talks, like I believe everything he said. Yeah, he's. I believe every fucking word this guy says. Super fucking credible. Yeah, and like he. Yeah, he's a little verbose. He likes the sound of his own voice. He likes to kind of talk. A lot. Uh-huh. But he's got some fucking cool shit to talk about. You yeah. Know? So, like, go for and it. And he's I got, say. you know, he's got the kind of uh, brain behind it. Yeah. It's, he, he doesn't give you that vibe where he's just, like, one of those TV, like, bullshit things no. shooting from the hip. Like, this guy is, like, very serious. Yeah, he's pretty serious. So, Barry Taff had had psychic or paranormal experiences his whole life. He always saw and heard things. He got weird feelings. He had premonitions. Not unlike a young Rob Meinhardt, perhaps? Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I I don't want to, you know, I can't really disclose too much about my childhood um, ghost experiences but um, or my psychic abilities, but I would just like to say that I'm very perceptive, and I once saw a old lady in a rocking chair. It's true. Rocking the chair. Yeah. In yeah, an empty he, room. He did, and he told his parents, and they... No, 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 I told the babysitter... And she didn't believe me? Uh, I feel like, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I can't be in her head, so I'm not going to speak for her. But the mm-hmm. babysitter basically just tried to comfort me and make me leave that room. Was this the same babysitter that you stole her panties from? <laughs> I didn't, fuck, fuck you, dude. Is it, though? No, yeah. But I didn't steal her panties. A different kid oh. opened her drawer oh. and showed me her panties when we were at her house. Oh, right. Okay. But I had nothing. I wouldn't do something like that, dude. Oh, right. Don't paint that. Listen, I'm telling you. In the cultural climate we're in it's right now, strange. don't paint that fucking picture. I don't steal panties. I don't look at panties. I mean, I don't have a thing for babysitters. I don't fuck around. You were, you were a small child, you know. Okay, yeah, the statute of limitations up, but I didn't steal anybody's fucking panties. The kid, right, somebody right. I knew, was showing me all her underwear. Okay, and I wasn't like it wasn't like I wasn't looking, but I was uncomfortable. You know what I mean? She was part of you the. You knew fam- it was a little naughty. I knew it was naughty. Yeah, she's a bit of part of the family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so Barry, I don't know if he was looking in the babysitter under drawer, underwear drawer. But uh, he kind of had these premonitions and stuff. He had these weird feelings. And he always considered these things to be normal. Like, he thought that everyone else, like, kind of saw them saw them too. And then he soon came to find out that he... Nobody else did see the things. No. And when he actually told his mother or told people around him, everyone's like, what, Barry? You're fucking crazy. Like, blah, blah, blah. So he gets into school. And uh, he's, he's saying shit all the time. And apparently you would have these weird flashes of like x-ray vision. One of the, the anecdotes that he tells is he, he looked at a girl and he, uh, he saw that she had this weird like bag on the side of her Colostomy bag. And it was a colostomy bag. But she didn't know. And she had, I mean, he didn't know. She didn't tell anyone. So he came up to her and was like, hey, what's that weird bag under your, under your dress? 
And she like started freaking out and crying because it was like her her evil secret, you know. Oh yeah. And uh, so I got pulled into the principal's office, and they're like, "What yeah. the fuck, dude? Did you look up a dress? Did you sneak into the bathroom?" Right. So it's a very similar kind of story going on. Did I tell you the story about when I was at the tranny bar in Chicago and I met the my friend that he was kind of like a friend of a friend that had a colostomy bag and he sold me the coke. I think he. Out of the, it's a great hiding place. Yeah, man. And then uh, Damien was telling me that he knew somebody that would sell crack out of their colostomy bag. Because no cop's no going to go fishing go around in. in there. And if you want to smoke crack, you just wipe the residue off. Yeah, It's I not, guess. you know what I mean? It's totally worth it. Yeah. But that's my... So I don't only bring it? that up because that's what comes to mind when I think of colostomy bags. But I don't think about... You know, having a psychic vision where you get sent to the principal's office. Yeah. And I don't think she was keeping, like, uh, lunchables or, like, candy in her colostomy bag. I think it was, like, her, her bad secret, you know. Well, it, so was, he, it was her shit. He's, yeah. was, yeah. That she oh, didn't the want bag to... was, she, she kept, the bag was her secret. Exactly. And inside the bag was, was her shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we're, okay. Yeah, we're all, we're all on the same page. Um, but, so he, he didn't kind of, uh... He didn't kind of know these things were like wrong. Like he's just seen that he's seen it. He's seen it, you know. And he soon kind of found out that he had to like kind of curb these these feelings, these things that he saw. And he always felt different to other kids. Right. Obviously, you fucking would, right? Yeah. So as he matured, he kind of learned to keep the things to himself. But he was really sort of driven to find proof and to prove skeptics wrong or to just. He didn't really know how he felt about all this stuff. He wanted to fucking find some answers. Why right. Why is he like this? Why can he say this shit? Which I think is honorable. So, in 1967, he wrote a letter to Dr. Thelma Moss at UCLA, who was studying there in the psychology... She was the head of the psychology department. Mm-hmm. And um, he wrote her a letter, and he was hoping to study under her. And uh, she was, like, a very fascinating woman. She was, like, an actress and a writer before that. I think her her husband had written some, some famous kind of stuff, sci-fi stuff or whatever. And, uh, and then she went on. She earned her PhD in psychology from UCLA and then became a professor at the same institution. And then she led the parapsychology department. And she explored a bunch of different stuff in very scientific fucking, you know, uh, what's the word? Scientific, uh, fields, fields or, um, no, um, like controls, like there were controlled atmosphere and she was trying to like, it wasn't like going to see like a weird psychic at a fair. She'd like get him into the fucking lab and like oh, hook him up to like shit and, and like, you know, she did all yeah. that kind of shit. So she looked into um, hypnosis, ghosts, levitation, alternative medicine. These, again, were all kind of really hot, like, 70s kind of topics. Like, yogis, you know, like, the, the fucking Beatles were going to study, like, transcendental meditation. And, like, people were fucking open. People were, like, ready for this shit, you know? So she's in there. She's studying all this stuff. But she ended up focusing her research mostly on um, Carillion. Carillion. I have trouble pronouncing it, but it's basically those photos of people's auras. Oh, You've seen yeah, these, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. like they take the photo with a special camera and you can see, all, see the fucking colors around their head and uh-huh. everyone has different stuff and there's all this crazy, you know. Right. 
So she she basically pioneered that and then went on to sort of, you know, focus on that. Anyway, 1969, two years after he'd written the, le- the letter, Barry's still trying to fucking work with Dr. Moss. Through a mutual friend, he is he gets introduced to her. And the friend has said, oh, this dude Barry's like fucking psychic. You've got to like check him out. So she she's like in the office and she throws him her car keys. Mm-hmm. And she's like kind of unimpressed with him or whatever. She throws him the car keys and he grabs them and she's like, tell me something. Like he's meant to like... like tell, tell me something about myself yeah. if you're really yeah. a fucking psychic. So he like holds the keys and, and starts like going... You know, starts saying her, describing this woman. He's like, oh, she's like a larger woman. She's got blonde hair, blah, blah, blah. Some people call her Shelly, like da, 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 da. Turns out the woman's best friend, because she was a former actress, was the actress Shelly Winters. Who's that? Very famous, like 60s actress who got very fat later on. Okay, that's true. She's really famous for the Poseidon Adventure um, oh, I, I read that. In yeah, the, many, uh, many years before you were. I read know, that in the Greek mythology. Yeah, no, different. different He's the Lord of the thing. Sea. Um, I anyway, haven't seen that one. She, she was, uh, she was kind of a big deal at the time. He named members of her family, like different health conditions she had had, um, experienced, a, you know, said a bunch of other stuff, and they're all fucking true. So she's like, oh, holy shit! Okay, you're psychic. Right. And then she actually, like, took him into the lab and did, like, a full study on him. Like, did, like, an actual fucking UCLA-funded study on Barry Taff, fucking psychic dude. Right. Or whatever. And maybe if they didn't, like, destroy this department, we would understand a little bit more about the shit. Because, like, there are, clearly are people that are psychic that are, right. like, doing shit and, like, solving crimes and shit with their psychic. But, like... Should we not try to at least figure out Dude, what I'm, that is I'm or what they've it. got? And I'm sure there are there are like you know people still researching this stuff, funded by like private fucking satanic uh, priests or I you know I don't know. I feel like this shit is still going on. It's mm-hmm. just very much like I feel like after this time, like everything became like sort of pushed back down yeah like well they don't even teach art in high school anymore exactly you know what i mean it's like well you know come on a little bit uh there's a little bit more to life than like so he went on he he got he he got his dream perseverance right Mm -hmm. right tenacity that's the only way you're gonna succeed kids (laughs) he went on to work take it from us (laughs) that's how you succeed he uh, went on to work in the department, and he teamed up with a, a fellow parapsychologist called Kerry Gaynor, who also features very heavily in this story. And together with their team, but like you know, pretty much as as pretty good partners, they went on to investigate hundreds of cases over the next few years. So he started in 1969, right? 69. Oh, jeez, Louise. <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't have expected anything less. Better? Yeah. Um, you married it. They actually fucking built a, a tele- telepathy training machine. Like, just like they would they would basically hook you up to this machine and, like, fucking get At you At UCLA? To, yes, get you to exercise your fucking telepathy. Whoa. It was kind of... It's kind of fucking awesome. So they... they and as I said fucking ghostbusters like they're fucking they're doing it so 
Taft says, Barry Taft says, in the hundreds of cases he studied, mostly nothing happens. Of course. So they get they get a call, they fucking go there. Um, people experience something, you know, they go to investigate, they see nothing, they wait around, they try to do the stuff, like, you know, nothing happens, blah, blah, blah. They go home. That's it. But I would say, you know, in the uh, 70s, mm-hmm. like, I feel like time was different. Like, if you went and wasted your entire night um, trying to see a ghost that somebody said they had a ghost in their mm-hmm. house and then you didn't see it. Um, like you wouldn't even be bummed. No. Because like in the seventies, like yeah, what else? Are you what doing? the fuck else were you doing? Dude? Yeah. If you weren't going to the movies, you weren't watching the TV. And yeah. then if you were watching TV, it was some dumb shit. And then if you weren't like <laughs> snorting coke at a disco fucking tech, yeah, you're a lame anyway. Yeah. So like, I don't even feel bad for them. Like they spent no, oh, oh, we spent hundreds of cases going to see a ghost in a house and, and we they- never saw one. Well, like. What else were you going to do? You're the ghost professor. Yeah. And That's the, your job, dude. And more than that, they're like, they're driven. Like, he's so driven to fucking prove something. You know what I mean? He's really driven to fucking prove that fucking, explain this shit. Like, right. what the fuck is happening? You know? So, so what I'm saying is they have the drive to go out there and if it's right. like, oh, well, it's another one then nothing happened. Like, you know, it's like bird hunters or, you know. Well, bird, no, I mean, no, bird spotters. Those, those are uh, fucking. Oh, the uh, bird, bird watchers. Bird, bird watchers. You know, they they'll be out there every day, and then eventually they'll they'll see the fucking red-breasted fucking robin that yeah. only comes out, and they're fucking so stoked. It's like watching soccer. Yeah. It's like nothing's gonna happen until yeah. two things happen. <laughs> but you're there for three hours. So Taff says, yeah, mostly nothing happens in the cases. And then he says, out of the ones where there was actually something going on, less than 5% of them are hauntings in the way that you, you think of a haunted house or something. Like, the, they're often called residual hauntings where, you know, the old lady who was, like, hung in the cellar. Right. She like, wanders the, the halls, halls or, at night crying for her baby exactly so he says less than five percent of the things he he actually witnessed and saw in his career um i think these days he's still fucking out there and i think these days he says he's he's investigated over 4500 paranormal who is events Pat, barry Taff? these days yeah let's get him on the show oh my god barry taff barry taff shout out to barry taff hit us up yes let's fucking talk about freaking mook at gmail.com hit us up Hit us up. Um, and so he, but 95% of the cases that where, where something is going on, he says that there are a poltergeist. What does that mean? Incident. Now, a poltergeist is basically the poltergeist translates in German as noisy ghost. I'm sure a lot of people have heard this. But poltergeists are basically like. Hold on, let me. Uh, what? So, poltergeists. Is a German term for a ghost that haunts you, right? Noisy ghost. A noisy ghost. Yeah. Ghost. Ghost. Like when It's a noisy ghost in the hot. Poltergeist. And then the zeitgeist, which is something you and I are very familiar with, yes. which is a whole other concept uh-huh. of like anything that you th- anything that you think about or talk about goes up into the zeitgeist, and then everybody around the world starts thinking it's like and the talking cloud. about. It. Yeah, it's so like we all have access to. 
But we don't know it. I don't like technology. I don't want to talk about Apple. I don't want to talk about... I'm just trying to explain it for the kids, right? For this generation. For the, for the millennials? Yeah. Listen, I just think there's this thing called the zeitgeist that we have proven time and time again to be true. Where if I go to Billy, like, you know what would be great? If Supreme did a thing with Louis Vuitton or whatever... And then somebody else says it, somebody else says it, and then a year later they do it. And then it's like, well, it was in the zeitgeist. Like, everybody knew it was going to happen. Yeah, that's a, that's I, a I specific... Don't, yeah, that was like example. a really weird, like, fashion reference, yeah. which is not good. But it, more more to the point of, like, it, it's better when you think of, like, something more obscure where it's like, you're like, you know, it's weird that dogs are on the street, but they don't have grass to pee on. And then everybody starts kind of thinking about it, and then all of a sudden there's grass. The and city I, starts putting in grass. It's like, because everybody was thinking, like, there should be grass in the sidewalk yeah. for the dogs to pee on because you put it up in the zeitgeist. The reason I'm bringing this up... No, take it into weird... Yeah, No, the on. fucking reason I'm bringing this up is, like, are the Germans the first to think of this shit? Because why are we using all their words for this shit? Why don't we have a word for zeitgeist? Why don't we have a word for, uh... What was the thing you just said? Poltergeist. A pol poltergeist. Question? Do you got an answer? Did you research that? No, I didn't research. So that. all this advanced, all this advanced spiritual shit, we don't know the name of because so you're saying because it Germans came up with it. Germans, okay. Everything comes back to Germans, right? No, just uh, <laughs> ghost shit, just spiritual shit, universal shit. Okay, well, can but they did not come up with the secret. Can we? Can we go on to the... Can we keep Yeah, going no, I'm sorry. Secret? I'm just saying, why, uh, Geist is not a... You know what okay. I mean? Like, why did we keep... Poltergeist means noisy ghost. But here's the thing. It's not like... It's not the old lady. It's not the ghost. It's fucking energy, right? It's energy. And it's all the fucking shit... Like that they, the zeitgeist. That they always, like, talk about um, with poltergeist kind of hauntings is, like, shit's fucking moving around. Things are flying, blah, blah, blah. But what researchers actually think is that these incidences come from people in that they're often focused around a teenage or an adolescent kid mm -hmm. where there's fucking a lot of hormones going on. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of fucking energy like coming out. You don't really know where it's going, blah, blah, blah. Nine times out of 10 or like seven times out of 10, these kids are the focus of the hauntings. Like, basically, little Mary Lou gets her period and fucking shit starts going buck nutty around the house. Mm. Because they're just fucking... Like, we've talked about this before. Like, the whole fucking... We're just, like, bowls of fucking energy, right? Mm-hmm. Right? I feel that way. And so, anyway, a lot of researchers think that these poltergeist hauntings are actually telekinetic like the shit moving around is actually like say if you are the focus of the poltergeist haunting rob all the shit flying around all the banging doors all the shit of you being attacked or whatever is actually your your brain like doing it like your brain is like creating this stuff oh i believe it's a that. little more fucking complicated than that it's not like you're actually you don't want this to happen you don't fucking wish upon this it's like your energy in your body is fucking going crazy probably picking up with other shit in the house fucking picking up with the the fucking universal energy tapping into some fucking mainframe absolutely and i don't know maybe your house is on a fucking weird in a weird old place maybe there's like a fucking uh you know a big fucking electrical tower outside of your house so the fucking there's other fucking energy going on like is uh, basically it's like 
he just says that most of these things, 95% of these so-called hauntings, are some kind of pol poltergeist activity. So it's not the place that's haunted, it's exactly. the person. Exactly, it's more the person, right? I believe and that. And often, like, um, like stuttering or like allergies or whatever, a lot of the times the kids kind of just grow out of it. You know, mm -hmm. they get over this little awkward phase and the, the stuff stops happening, you yeah. know? So, okay. So that's, that's poltergeist, right? He says that that's 95% of the cases. So in 1974, Kerry Gaynor, who was Taft's little partner, little, little friend investigator at UCLA, he is in the occult section of a local bookstore and he's talking to a colleague in there and they're looking at books and stuff and they're talking about, talking shop. They're talking about the case that they're studying and like this and that, blah, blah, blah. Two women are sort of standing nearby and they kind of overhear them talking. Again, remember this is the 70s. I feel like these days, if you heard someone having a conversation in a bookstore, you wouldn't go up and be like, what were you saying about the zeitgeist? Let me, like... Uh, no, when I hear when I hear two women talking in a bookstore, I try with one hundred percent of my might to not listen to what they're saying <laughs> because the shit that I hear people saying in public is so fucking oh, it's super weird, just stupid and dumbing that I don't want to hear anything that anybody. Well, that's a say. bit of a generalization. I've overheard some great conversations. Where were you when you heard those? Because I, I live in Los Angeles. Heard I've heard of many. Anyway. The point is, these two women, like, kind of said to the guys, oh, what were you talking about? Like, that sounded really interesting. And uh, so the guys sort of start talking to them, and they're asking for more details, and they spoke for a while, and then one of the women just says, well, my, my house is haunted right now. And they're like, oh, that's crazy, really? That's weird that we kind of run into each other. Um coincidence i don't know i don't think you so you see what i'm saying i don't think so that's a universal fucking right energy so um they basically set up a time and they they said they'd come and visit the woman's house right in culver city in culver city and this is kind of where shit goes nuts so let's get back to doris the focus of this whole case doris beether beether Bither. um Bither. So she was a single mother of four, and, and let's just clear this up. She was one of the women. She's the woman who said my house was haunted in the bookstore. In the bookstore, right. So she's a single mother of four, and she's struggling to make ends meet. Her children um, are from four different fathers. Ooh, in the 70s? Ooh. I think, uh, I think she might have been a little bit of a party girl. Mm -hmm. um, she had a teenage son, and I think her youngest at the time was about three i'm not a hundred percent sure on that mm -hmm. but they was a big sort of range and she unsurprisingly had difficulty in a lot of her relationships yeah um i think her first husband had died a violent death and so that was kind of a weird sort of traumatic thing for her okay and um through some kind of undisclosed event she had cut off contact or the other way around her family had cut off contact with her well she, if you have four kids from four different exactly. fathers and you drink all the time and it's the 70s your family might be a little bit upset yeah it does that that would be a hard one to butter over 
now. These days. And I think it was... But in the 70s, fuck. I think these days too, I mean, I don't think there's so much of that thing of like, leave the house and never come back again, like kind of thing. Like, no, I I've think, heard that, I've heard that. But there's a lot, like I feel like in this time it was a lot of like, mm-hmm. you know, if you cut off contact with your family and she wasn't from California. Mm-hmm. Again, Rob, I didn't do the research where she was from. But, you know, she'd left her, she'd left her parents and like, you, you wouldn't see him again. It was harder then as well, you know? Yeah. So, but she'd actually had... There was like, not even, they didn't even have Facebook back then. No, they To contact didn't. your parents. I know. I know. God. They'd have to send those weird like telegrams, you know? Uh-huh. Or call on a phone. Yeah. On an actual phone. Mm-hmm. God. Anyway. Um, so she, you know, she wasn't good. And as you mentioned, she fucking drank a lot. This is a big part of it. She was fucking pretty wasted the whole time. Apparently, she used to like to drink beer, which I think is kind of cool, you know? If you're an alcoholic that drinks beer... I know, it's kind of weird. That's insane. Because, mm-hmm. like, just the just the, the routine of that. Oh, yeah, you got to have a lot of like, beer. You gotta, like, how, you'd got like you have to have, like, 10,000 beers a night. You'd yeah. be pissing all night. You'd be full <laughs> all night. You'd be burping. I like that you're thinking farting. straight about these the consequences of, like, the, oh, her choice of... Right, because, like, okay, so if you're going to have, like, two shots of vodka, you'd have to drink... You'd have to, like, pound four beers to get, right. even, get even close to that. So you if would. you're a beer-drinking alcoholic, that's, like, monumental. It's, that's it, impressive. It's just kind of cool. I, I don't know. I mean, it's... I mean, it's... I mean, I'm sorry that she had a drinking problem. It's not cool to have a drinking problem if you have one. Like, seek, seek help. Like, get out there. Yeah. However... It's, it's like, pretty cool. just, like, like fucking pounding like, ears. Like, wow. Anyway. I'm impressed. Um, so she's... Yeah, she's got the fucking kids. She's broke as fuck. She's fucking trying to work. Blah, blah, blah. Um, she's... She's sort of out there in California. She's not a religious woman, so she doesn't have solace in, in the church or anything like that, which is also kind of weird back then. I feel like a lot of people were more religious mm-hmm. back in that era. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the point I'm trying to make is before even all the paranormal shit sort of happened, it kind of been a very happy life for her. No. And apparently she was a bit of an upstart of a, a teenager anyway. So, I mean, I feel like her, her problems had kind of plagued her her whole life, you know? Absolutely. So she lived in this sort of shabby, rundown house, which Barry Taff described as a little shack. And he had said, he said that it had been condemned by the city twice, but it was actually... It was a, the property, the house itself was over a hundred years old and it, it was built. The bedrooms where all of the shit happened were a later addition and they were built over a two story fucking cellar. Now, Rob has some pretty strong opinions about living in fucking houses where they have a lot of history. We have had perhaps not some great experiences. You you seem to feel that there's a lot of residual shit that fucking hangs around these places, be it be it energy, be it ghost, whatever. I absolutely do. I don't I don't want to ever live in an old house ever again. And one of the other things that is super well documented is when things are changed in a place. Like 
often a lot of hauntings, a lot of paranormal activity happens when people, they remodel. People buy a house, yeah. they fucking remodel, and shit starts to go weird. Yeah, and like because the spirits, because like you know, there's energy to everything, right? So if you're living in a hundred year old house, which is fucking crazy, because she lived in Culver City in the seventies and had a hundred year old house with a two so story like, basement. Well, like, that means the they had a two story cellar with an eighteen seventy built house. Yeah. But Can I you think, imagine the shit that went on? Like there won't even that Culver City wouldn't have even yeah, been no, a city. That would have been like a like a, a fucking uh like a western town, right? Would have been like yeah. Deadwood. Eighteen seventy, yeah. Yeah. They would have been like murdering whores and stabbing fucking bandits and so, shit. So who fucking knows what, what actually went on in the house? But I, I find that kind of interesting and the fact that um it was like, yeah, like it was built in this weird way over the existing, like maybe the front part of the house was the original and then it was all built on. So it was kind it of It couldn't like, have been like whatever the 1870 thing was. It yeah. couldn't have been. No, it's kind of fucked up. But but what we were saying is that it's not even really the house, that it's her. Well. So how much does that even play into it? That's all very true. But I also think, as I mentioned before, that if you've got all this fucking weird psychic like weird Problems. shit going on yeah. anyway and then you move into that move, it's like the perfect yeah. storm it's like you set it up like god maybe, i love that movie maybe if they move it's pretty good maybe if they moved into like a newer apartment building maybe mm-hmm. it would have been like it wouldn't have had that kind absolutely. of absolutely right so who fucking knows but i i thought that was kind of interesting and that that little factoid was kind of hard to dig up so good research I, billy thank you you've been you know what i want to give you the credit user for doing some excellent fucking mm, research. Do I get a gold star? Gold star. <laughs> Put it in the glasses, you little bookworm. But good work on that. You've been, you know what? You've been working very hard, and you know what? You deserve your credit. I really you do an incredible amount of research. I, you know, I don't know if it's all necessary. Here's the thing. I love to do the research. I just wish that I could just get paid to do this, and like, you know. Oh well, you know what. Tonight, I'm going to, full disclosure, we're under the influence of poke bowls tonight. Oh, yeah. We had a delicious poke bowl dinner. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you putting plugs? So what I'm saying is, uh, poke bowls, you know, if you're familiar with this type of food, we are satisfied but not full. Our brains are firing on all fucking cylinders. Fucking firing. This is why this episode is going so well. Any poke bowl places that want to sponsor us, yeah, we'll hit f- us up and we got you. Shout out to poke bowls. Yeah. And if you deliver, that'd be cool because we wouldn't have to walk that would be to really Little Tokyo. Fucking cool. Um, anyway, good work, Bills, on the research. Thanks. And as I said, I, I love it. It's, uh, you know. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. Anyway, let's roll on. So, um, okay. She's she's in this house. Barry Taff and Kerry Gaynor come to investigate August 22nd, 1974. A year before I was born. It's fucking fucking deep fucking awesome 70s right now. And they go to visit the house and although they're shocked by the place's conditions and you know the UCLA UCLA boys, you know professors and they didn't exactly have it didn't have like a real nice vibe or anything but they sort of sat there and looked around and checked everything out and uh didn't see no ghosts didn't see nothing why would they and so they're there and they're kind of you know trying to keep an open mind and this and that and uh doris 
kind of, you know, feeling a little more comfortable with them, kind of opened up about her experiences. So she admitted that, yes, she did see spirits regularly, um, that they came almost every night. And not only did she see them, but they attacked her physically, violently. And what's worse is that she was being raped. By the ghost. By the ghost. She said that, um, we'll go into this a little bit more later, but she said that there were, that two of them would hold her down and the main one would kind of fuck her. And would he kind of fuck her? Or who, no, would he, he would, he would, he rape would her. fucking ream her. Yeah. He would, he would just, just go to fucking ghost town on her. Is that the ghost version of Pound Town? <laughs> that was really good, right? It was good. Because it's like a ghost town. Ghost town, like but Pound Town. town. You know. I see where you went. Um... And uh, from what I remember, there was, from what I remember from the book, because I could not find anything in my re- my recent research about this, but I'm pretty sure there was like ghost cum after this. Uh, like she had, Slimer. She had ectoplasm in her vagina. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's also quite common with these, because there's, there's quite a few, there's quite a few fucking ghost fucking stories What's out that there. called when ghost fucks you? Spectrophilia. Oh, what's the other one? Um, it's your favorite band. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. Incubus. So. Oh, you're so. That's your fucked. favorite band, right? No, that's. that's Incubus. An, Incubus. That's Incubus, your... Incubus is is fucking the woman. A succubus is fucking the man. Well, she's a woman. Mm-hmm. So it was your favorite band. And that's. It's not. I never <laughs> fucking. I just want to put this on record. I do not like Incubus. Got her. Got her ass. Fucking Your favorite any- banditer. Favorite banditer. Anyone who fucking alright. I'm gonna pr- I'm gonna fucking prove this. My parents will go on record and tell you that I never listened to fucking Incubus. That you never link it, listen to Incubus? Yeah, I thought you were almost gonna say Lincoln Park. That because that's Linkubus. yours. That's your favorite band. That would be my favorite um, mashup. So yeah, I think there's Ghost Come. Uh Ghost Come. Inner Pussy. Yeah, from uh, and it's it's a common thing, and and uh, apparently it stinks, and it's fucking gross. You get fucking slimed, like the movie. Yeah, like the movie. Um. So anyway, she tells him his story. She's like kind of out of nowhere. She's a little sketched out. Maybe she's fucking drinking a beer. Maybe she's fucking a little pissy already. She immediately Taff and fucking Gaynor are like. Oh, this bitch is fucking crazy. This chick is crazy. This bitch is crazy. And because they're they're nice fucking guys and professional guys, they, they're actually like, oh my God, this woman is like seriously mentally ill and um, we need to get her professional help. So they like give her a bunch of recommendations for like psychologists. From UCLA, right? From UCLA. They, they're like, here, go to this department, blah, blah, blah. You need some help. They completely dismiss the whole thing. And, and they think listen, it's crazy. Because no one... No one is saying that fucking... They're getting raped. Like, this is a fucking weird thing for them to hear. Yeah. Pretty and, outlandish. And this is where I would like to draw... Like, kind of a common thing, like... The, you know, there's a lot of shit going on these days. It basically... Let's be clear. Every predatory pervert raper in Hollywood is getting called out yep. right now. Yep. This is in the news. 
We're up in the news right now. Yeah. I'm making this thing current. Super current, right? And people are talking about shit that happened like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and they were like, well, I couldn't say anything because, like, you know, like, it's Harvey Weinstein or it's, you know, Kevin Spacey, and nobody would believe me. Nobody would believe that Kevin Spacey raped me. Nobody would believe that Harvey Weinstein raped me. Nobody would believe that um, Steven Seagal raped me. You and know? they found and the so courage they, to yeah, like, so say Yeah, so they were, everybody right? stays silent for like 20 years, 30 years, and then all of a sudden, like, somebody has the fucking balls, the fucking balls, or the labia, to come out and say, you know what, dude, like, this fucking dude did this shit. And it was and fucked I'm up. It's fucked up, and it's fucked me up, and I'm sick and tired of these people being celebrated because they did this. And they did this to me, and it hurt me. Yeah. And it's bullshit. Yeah. And nobody would have said that shit, right? Sure. And that was terrifying, right? She has to come to these people that are professors of science Mm -hmm. from fucking UCLA, which is a very prestigious school. And especially if you're like a kind of like, you know... Drunk, single mom with four kids from four different people in Culver Mm -hmm. City who live in a condemned house... And tell them that a ghost is raping you? Yeah. Can you fucking imagine? Yeah, the, the fucking brass balls. The brass on balls the on this chick to be like, uh, yeah. Doris. I, I live a dark life. I have four kids by four different men. I have, I'm fucking poor. I drink every day. Probably because she's poor. More on that later. Um, and I'm being raped by ghosts. Yeah. And I'm going to explain it to you. Because I'm just grasping at straws for you to fucking help me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she fucking had the balls to do that. Yeah, and then these guys are like listening to her and they're going like, you know, like any of these other rape victims that don't want to say shit. Mm-hmm. They're going, they're going, okay, well, here's my card for the psychology department. Yeah. You're fucked. You're obviously out yeah. of your fucking noggin. Yeah. Can you, and, imagine, uh, can you imagine when they left that day? Oh, yeah. And oh, she dude. would just be that. She would have just gone wasted. Of course. Because right? that's all you can do. Like, this is what like, people yeah. understand is like. Everybody that has a nice life doesn't understand. Like, when your life is shitty and horrible, like, you don't have a whole lot of options. Yeah. You drink. Or you do drugs. And this is the thing. She had the fucking guts to say, literally, I'm getting raped by a ghost. Raped by a ghost. Every fucking night. Yeah. And, And they, yeah, they weren't fucking, it wasn't. They were violent attacks. Like, she had physical fucking... She had bruises, she, yeah, cuts, she was fucked up. shit. Her, her kids witnessed it. We'll keep going. So anyway, yeah. Keep that, going, that keep comes going. Up. So they, dim- they dismissed the whole thing. They kind of thought she was really sad. They felt super bad for her. You know, she wasn't... In, it was obvious she wasn't in a good situation. And at this point, to them, it was obvious she was fucking crazy. So they were like, we'll try to help Wait, her in any way we can. Was she crazy? This is what they thought at the time. Right. So a few weeks go by, and then sort of out of the blue, Taff receives a frantic phone call from Doris. And she's like, listen, they've like things have gone really fucking crazy. There's been a ton more attacks. Like, I can't fucking cope with this anymore. But this time, like, my fucking friend saw it. Like, there's been a bunch of witnesses. There you go. And I can't remember whether it was her cousin and the, the cousin's husband or, like, it was some relative of, of hers and their neighbor. Right. Random people. Basically came over because there was a commotion at her house or something like that. And they saw they her. They all saw they it. They all saw her picked up by fucking an unseen force thrown across the room like a fucking ragdoll pushed to the floor 
fucking and like being fucking attacked you know they saw this whole thing they didn't know what the fuck was going on she comes out of it she's like all fucked up she's got scratches and bruises all over her and so they're just like oh, we'll do anything we can to help you like this shit is fucking happening right mm-hmm. so they fucking come back to the house the UCLA guys UCLA guys come back to the house there's destruction everywhere there's fucking holes and punch in the walls there's fucking shits broken everywhere. lamps yeah. like fucking shits everywhere as soon as they walk in there's this fucking disgusting odor they said it was like the rod of death like yeah just yeah which is gross and if they, anybody's ever smelled that it's awful they kept explaining like in the docos that we watched they kept explaining this smell and like they were just like it, it was just like this this fucking crazy thick fucking smell that made you like sick and uh as they sat in the kitchen they're all sitting there and doris is like hysterical she's got the the witnesses the friends there and they're telling taff about what happened and he says a fucking a a kitchen cupboard opened and a fucking huge one of those heavy cast iron like uh metal, metal skillets oh yeah Flew out of the fucking cupboard, like, right at Doris, and she fucking, like, ducks, and it, like, smashes on the ground, and he's like, oh. And they investigate. They, like, looked. They, like, looked in the cupboard. There's no springs. There's no fucking... They immediately looked for for wires, for fucking air puffs, for chick... Like, is she fucking with us? Is she faking this? And they, they determined right away, like... That really happened. Like, that fucking thing just flew out of the cupboard. Yeah, we we all saw it. There was, like, five witnesses or something in the room at the time. It's fucking... Something is definitely fucking happening. So, Doris complained that the attacks had grown, like, increasingly violent. Like, it was, like, fucked up. Like, she was getting fucking, like, beat up every night. And she showed them all the cuts and bruises on her body. She showed them all the stuff around the, the house... Her son actually witnessed one of these fucking ghost rapes um, as well. Yeah. Which, if you can imagine, if you can kind of, like, imagine... I feel like that's kind of, like, an event that you don't come back from. You don't, right? You don't come back from a ghost raping your mom in front of you. You don't come back from a human raping your mom, but, like, let alone, like, fucking somebody fucking picking... Like, and she's, like, picked up by hair and, like, smashed into fucking things and, like, fucking spread open and fucking... And she would always have bite marks and marks all on her inner thighs and, like, places on her body, like, a bite mark on her, like, butt that Mm -hmm. she... There's no way that she could have done or anything. It was all this weird shit. So he was... At this point, too, at some point in this... The fucking son was also attacked by the fucking ghost. Well, that was when he was trying to break it up. I think he tried to break it yeah, up. He tried to break it up th- and it threw him. Threw him across the fucking room and broke the kid's arm. Yeah. So it's like fucking no joke, right? Here's a reason to drink. Uh, you're getting raped by ghosts every night. You have no money and then your son's arm is broken. Yeah. Yeah. I'll need a couple stiff ones after that. Because what yeah, the fuck? Right? How do you deal with that? By a ghost? Like, what the fuck? So, anyway, at this point, like, they hadn't seen any of, of, they hadn't seen any spectral figures, but they asked her to describe what it was like, what the thing looked like. And this is a fairly kind of good consensus, right? So, this is where things, things get a little weird as well, which is amazing. 
So when she was asked to describe the entity that attacked her, she said that he was green, like fluorescent green. Lime jello, they said. Lime jello, like luminescent green, glowing, and like kind of misty and stuff. And he was bold with vaguely Asian features. Now, the investigators kind of took this this Asian features thing and kind of ran with it. And so in my mind from reading the book and stuff, I am just imagining like a fucking a bald cuz the other thing is too, they kept saying it was he was fucking ripped. Yeah, he was ripped up. So he was buff. It, it was just like it was a bald fucking green Asian buff man Asian dude. Torso. Yeah. So I'm imagining him with one of those fucking Fu Manchu like the long mustaches. So you made up the Fu Manchu. I made up the Fu Manchu. Oh, I thought they described that in the thing. No, because when I read it in the book and everything, and they're like, he had Asian features and he was like buff and this. I'm imagining him bald with a fucking Fu Manchu. He's like a genie. You know what I mean? Because it was just the top half of him. You're just looking at, you're just, you're just imagining a genie, I think. Listen, sometimes in these notes, I put my little fucking note. I mean, I put Because like it says right here in parentheses, Fu Manchu mustache. Yeah. That's why I've got it in parentheses, because it's my observation. Well, you could be a buff Asian without a Fu Manchu. Listen, that's how I imagine him in my mind, all right? All right. They said that he's a fucking... He's an Asian buff torso, lime green... He looks like The Rock. Yeah, with a Fu Manchu in my mind. Well, no, but The Rock doesn't have a mustache. Anyway, so that's what he looks like, right? Or he looks like the... Is The Rock Asian? uh, No, he's Hawaiian. He's Hawaiian. It reminds me of that, uh, like the 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 Mongols logo. You yeah. know, the fucking the marauder, like with the ponytail and stuff. And the, the Fu Manchu, but yeah. they didn't say he looked like a fucking but East that's LA how biker. I am, that's patch. how I imagine it in my mind. All okay, right. but right. that they, there's okay. There's I'll put it on the record. There was no Fu Manchu massage. However, I've got to say, leading into this whole thing, I thought they said he had a Fu Manchu, which is no. why that he was Asian. No, they just said he had Asian features. But what is we, that? Then we come out to find that, that that actually wasn't really the case, but we'll, we won't ruin that. It's a it's a Asian it's an Asian rape ghost right now. Okay. Well, yeah, but he doesn't so have the t- mustache. Okay, so regardless, like, there's a woman. She's getting raped <laughs> by an Asian ghost. <laughs> He's Asian. May or may not have a mustache. You might not have a mustache. But that's where we're going to leave it this week. This story is too big and complicated and fucking just like juicy and rapey. It's it's too rapey. It's too rapey to keep going. So we're going to end it on that note. And we'll be back next week to explain how the scientists from UCLA and all this shit came together and how the whole story ends. Or does it end? Yeah, it ends. There's a fucking ending. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Well, that's the end of, of this week's episode, dear listeners. Um, hit us up at eafreakamook uh, at gmail.com for anything. Uh, yeah, send us send us some fucking things you want to hear about. Yeah, do something. That'd be rad. Anyway. Or, uh, you know, follow us on uh, Instagram. What's Inst- out? You freaking mook. At eafreakamook at Instagram. Hey. Yay. All right, everybody. See Thanks you for listening. See you next week. Bye. What's up?